as a person experiencing homelessness. The library is a community space, and so people are able to come into that library space with a lot of dignity and really like a sense of belonging, and everyone's coming for resources, and you're just kind of like another community member. So it's a really cool way to connect with people. Hello, and thank you for joining us for FYI, the Public Library's podcast. Want to help the uninsured members of your community help enroll in health insurance? PLA's Libraries Connecting You to Coverage initiative has a wealth of health insurance resources that address common coverage questions, plus training materials for library staff, communication assets, and more. Your staff will be more confident and prepared to assist patrons with enrolling in health insurance during the Affordable Care Act's open enrollment period. Libraries Connecting You to Coverage. Become a champion of coverage at your library. Visit ala.org slash PLA for more information. That's ala.org slash PLA. Our guest today is Kate Coleman. For the past three years, Kate has served as Outreach Coordinator at the Hennepin County Library in Minneapolis. Welcome, Kate. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what you do at Hennepin County Library? I am actually a person who, it took me a really long time to figure out that I was meant to be a social worker. So I went to school for sign language interpreting, but in my coursework, I got connected to a nonprofit organization in my community and got really interested in that work. And so started working with this nonprofit, um, which is St. Stephen's Human Services, as a housing case manager and worked with their street outreach team and kind of came in doing that work for a long time for learning about this brand new position that they were building for outreach in the library. Got hired into this library job that I've now been doing for the past three years as a library outreach coordinator. Since I've been doing that, I'm really working with the patrons who are coming to the library on a really regular basis and helping connect them to community resources and county resources and also helping folks just really like navigate that system because it can be really complicated. So trying to remove barriers for folks and really um, help support them in, in their goals throughout that process. So you're kind of focused on providing services to people experiencing homelessness? Mostly to people experiencing homelessness. Occasionally folks who are precariously housed. We're right in the downtown area in Minneapolis, and so we've got a few shelters right in downtown and then some other shelters, and this is common in other cities, too. We have a lot of folks who are sleeping on the train. And so many of these people are coming into um, the downtown area and coming to the library to access its resources during the day. And so helping those community members really, like, get connected. And I do think it's really unique connecting at the library as opposed to some of the drop-in centers or the support that they might get in shelter because the library is a community space. And so people are able to come into that library space with a lot of dignity and and really like a sense of belonging. And I think it's really cool because if you're coming to a drop-in center, you sort of have to acknowledge the separate space that you're in as a person experiencing homelessness. At the library, everyone's coming for resources and you're just kind of like another community member. So it's a really cool way to connect with people. Sometimes library staff refer patrons um, if they're asking about where do I go for a meal or how do I access shelter or how do I apply for food stamps. Then the library staff can help point those patrons in my direction. Sometimes we have drop-in hours every Monday and Wednesday so people connect with me that way. And now that I've been in the building for three years, 
a lot of people know my face and, and introduce me to and, you know, friends that they may have that are looking for support, too. So connect with people a lot of different ways. And I understand the Hennepin Library has a board to focus on homelessness. Can you talk about that a little bit? We're really fortunate. We got some funding to create this advisory board on homelessness, which has been really amazing. We meet every two weeks, and it's patrons who have themselves personal lived experience with homelessness and who come to the library on an almost daily basis. And we've got about 12 members, and we meet every two weeks. And the Hennepin County Library System has a set of patron commitments. And they're things like be knowledgeable, be accessible, be friendly. That's kind of where we started with this advisory board, asking this subgroup of patrons, how do you feel that the library is doing in terms of meeting these patron commitments to you. Really kind of like hashed out a lot of things that those patrons were seeing and it was a lot of really positive feedback, um, but also some areas that we learned that we could improve on. We talked about how patrons' interactions with security go and different kind of like policy procedures, even things like where the chairs are or sleeping policies. So we touched on a lot of different things. And library staff also come to the board sometimes to get feedback on Like, for example, if we're building a new employment program, being able to go to this advisory board and say, okay, if we're trying to build an employment program for patrons who are job seeking, what are some of the things that are going to make this most effective for you? So making sure that we don't overlook things like finding a job is one piece, but transportation is a major barrier to that. Or how can we make sure that patrons know that this program exists? What's the best way to get the word out? And so really talking to this advisory board to make sure that we're building like a really informed program has been really helpful. The advisory board is made up of persons who have previously experienced homelessness. And that's similar to what some other libraries have in peer navigator programs. Peer navigators is really a dream of mine. I'm hoping to build out a peer navigator program. And some of the thought behind why a peer navigator program is so valuable is a lot similar to why the advisory board is is beneficial. There's a phrase you maybe have heard before, nothing about us without us. And so it's really about making sure that the people that we're supporting and and the groups that we're trying to serve are involved in the process of how to support them so that we know how to do that the best way that we can. You know, it's one thing for me as the outreach worker to say, oh, you know, why don't you, you can grab lunch at this place, you know, it opens at one o'clock. But to somebody who actually has been there and knows the staff there, you know, to be able to connect with a patron and refer them to a resource that they have actually themselves used before, I think is a lot more meaningful and a lot more informed to be able to get that navigation help from somebody who's really had to find their way through that and knows firsthand what it's like is not only really meaningful, but also like really informed um, and really going to be able to help the person that they are sharing information with, like get all the most relevant details. What do peer navigator programs look like in other libraries? I know San Francisco has one and, and some other libraries. And it's cool because it turns out they're doing it a few different ways. And I think each library can figure out what makes the most sense for them. Some of the peer navigator programs have their peer navigators employed by the library. 
Some are employed by um, a nonprofit partnering organization, and so that organization takes care of the trainings and and funding, you know, strategies and things like that. I'm really in those planning stages right now. So I think a couple things that I've learned as I've been talking to other programs that have these peer navigator programs um, and learning as much as I can about it. The things to think about are a lot around like whether it should be a full time or a part time position, and who's going to take care of that that training component. I think one other thing that's really important is to make sure that peer navigators are on equal footing with the other library employees and the staff um, and making sure that they're really accessible to other staff, that staff know that they're there and that they're really able to to like help support that whole library building as a whole with the staff and the patrons who are in there and that everyone like knows how to resource them. It has started out a couple different ways. So I think in San Francisco, they do what they call an in-reach way, where those peer navigators walk through the library, introduce themselves to folks, kind of really make themselves available and have like a, an outreach style. Right. And in Denver, they're taking a little bit of a different approach. And I think they have some outreach components, but they also have like kind of a centralized service point where people can come to a specific location in the library and there are peer navigators there or sometimes other um, resource folks who help so that you kind of have like a a service point that patrons can go to and ask for help. So there's different ways to go about it. Do you know if uh, any method of doing it is more successful than any other or is there any data to look at? I think there's a lot of ways to do it as long as there's a good support network, good supervision and training, making sure that those peer navigators have support that they need to be able to do the work well. But, you know, we've seen the same thing with our advisory board where we have members who really wanted to get more involved in helping support the library patrons and so took on like volunteer positions. We have people who have lived experience who are helping to host some of our casual programming spaces that we have like chess club and craft club and things like that and they're really like getting involved in those spaces. We have one member right now who's um, doing like computer tutoring. I guess each library would have to just figure out what their library needs in terms of using peers in a social work program. Yeah, and different skills. Right. In San Francisco, the they're called HASAs, and they're health and safety associates. And they have it a little bit modeled as like a vocational training program. It's a stepping stone to other further employment. What is a typical day for you at the library? What other issues are you tackling? I mean, I kind of feel like my time is split about halfway through like directly supporting patrons to help them navigate the resources and access housing. And, you know, a lot of it is connecting people to medical providers, chemical health support. Sometimes it's really simple logistical things like getting, replacing an ID, employment support, mental health stuff, all those kinds of things, and working directly with patrons on those things. I also spend a lot of my time making sure that I understand how systems are working and staying up to date. So like one of the tools that I use is I do a housing assessment with folks, um, and that's the way that we connect eligible people who are experiencing homelessness into some of our supportive housing programs. And that's like this really complicated system, so making sure I'm up to date on how that is going and and also connecting with my team because I work under Health and Human Services, and so we're part of a a homeless access unit team. So some of it is just staying connected with, like, the resources and making sure that I have up-to-date information on how the resources I'm providing are going. And then as I've been in this position longer and longer, I've 
been able to get more involved, too, in, in how to help inform library programs and work with library staff on how we can make sure that the library is being as accessible as possible and, and working with the staff there on things like that and, and doing the advisory board. So I get to kind of have my foot in a few different things, which is really fun. Because I'm the only social worker in my system, then when I'm not available, there isn't anyone available to those patrons, which is another reason that it'll be great if we can get peer navigators involved, because then we'll have more support available for more hours a day. In the three years that you've been doing this, has anything changed? I think that the coolest change has been a culture shift at the library. We've added a lot of really kind of casual programming. So things like our craft club, you know, we have a community clubhouse too where it's an open space and it's not exclusive to people experiencing homelessness in any way, but it is very much catered to people who might be experiencing homelessness, really kind of like low barrier programming, sometimes programming that we're offering before the library is even officially open. But this kind of casual program that doesn't seem on the surface like it would make a big impact, I think is really helping the library staff and the patrons connect in a really good way and and building relationships. And I think that's having a really positive kind of culture impact on the library. You know, sometimes our patrons come into this space and they feel maybe like they're kind of squatters in the library. Like, well, I'm here because I need these resources but not really fully feeling like they belong. And so having these casual programmings, we're inviting people in to come and play chess and we're inviting people to come and, and crochet and really driving home that message that this space is for you. We're glad you're here. We want you to be here. And this is your space. And then through that, I think our patrons are learning about other programs the library offers that they might not know about. They're connecting to other services and other resources. And there really feels like this positive feeling of belonging at the library and this really strengthened relationship between our patrons and our staff. For librarians listening who may be considering planning a social work program, what do you think would be the best way to begin? In my system, the way they started was by really trying to get pen to paper and document the need. And so they started with some drop-in hours that they had a community partner come in who worked for a local nonprofit come in and did a little bit of resource navigation, but they took down just sort of general information about how many people were coming and what types of services they were asking for and documented that so that they could really show, like, this is what our patrons are asking for. This is the support that they need. We're able to go from there and say, okay, we're ready to take that next step. We really have a need for a social worker in the program. Start simple and try to build out from there. I've seen a couple programs where the the social worker is trying to be at a lot of different locations at the very beginning or trying to do a lot at once. And I think it is smart to start out with kind of a simple plan and then build the program out from there because the need is so huge. And if you try to tackle all the things that you'd like to do at once, it's hard to manage all of that. And then I think really consistency is so key. The thing that makes it work for me is that Patrons know where to find me every Monday and Wednesday morning and and that they see my face consistently around the building. The ability for me to be such a regular presence is what allows us to really get traction and momentum so that I can really support patrons and seeing real change. Um, And so that consistency, I think, is, like, so important. I absolutely love my work, and it's challenging, and it's always something new and 
interesting every day and I'm always learning, but I, I just love it. And I never realized coming into the library what incredible work was already being done in the library. My love for libraries has just like grown so much since I've been involved there. And I just love my work and I'm so proud to be a part of it. Okay, thanks for joining us today, Kate. That was a lot of great and helpful information. Our guest today was Kate Coleman, the Outreach Coordinator at the Hennepin County Library in Minneapolis. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Visit www.publiclibrariesonline.org for more podcasts. 